Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are truly a podcast of the people, the working class podcast. Uh, Dante's back to work. I'm back to work. Uh, it's, it's crazy times. We are now officially, I, I believe you can call us weekend warriors, uh, tried and true again. Uh, like we like we once were when we started this podcast, we are we are back to the weekend warrior mentality. Maybe that uh, that kind of late evening nine uh, after work or or something like that. But we're definitely not uh, we're not junkies playing every day like we used to be over COVID times, are we, Dante? No, I miss it. I mean, I do miss it, but at the same time, it's kind of it's that it's that path of getting back to back to normal, back to a real reality. You know, I mean, this hopefully never happens ever again. Um, who knows? This is crazy. I mean, I, I guess out of a positive thing, you have to say, you know, we're working, we're working class men here. Uh, we got a summer vacation again. I mean, after you go through, you know, high school and college and then Next three years, you know. three years removed from me from college, and and yeah. yeah, we got that beautiful early summer vacation. You know, it was so, uh, it was kind of nice. I like it. It. It, it. it was neat. It was neat to do that, especially when you had a little few extra bucks in the bank. And but again, you couldn't go anywhere. So it, it was begs just like the question. Shit. Yeah, it begs the question. If we as a society now, this is completely not golf talk at all. But like, as we, if we as a society were given the the same break we just had. And a guaranteed like twelve hundred dollars, like every year, just for like a two month period. What would you do with it? Where would you go? Because like let, let let's have the hypothetical. You are allowed to still travel. You know, would would so, you as a golf fan use that and like take the most epic golf trip po- humanly possible? So you're so so the hypothetical is what you're saying is put ourselves in our in our age bracket right now. But we live in a society like we are in high school where we do get a two, two and a half, three month break, but they also just throw you, hey, here's twelve hundred bucks. Absolutely. Dude, That's the hypothetical. Going, I'm my ass is going to I'll do it like just like high school. My ass would go on a trip, I'd take that money, I'd go to like Scotland or somewhere. I'd go somewhere, some golf paradise, obviously. Go to the UK. Go to the Scotland. I'd go. I'd go all up and down there and spend maybe a solid month there playing all those courses. Because yeah, I think I'd puddle jump around Scott uh, around like the European countries. I would puddle jump to Ireland. I'd puddle jump to Scotland. I'd go yep. to Paris. I'd play the. I'd play the Ryder Cup course over in Paris. Yeah, I'd totally do that. In, a, mean, in like a in like a maybe month fashion, and then spend the other month just like grinding on the game back home. Yeah, uh, I I. I think we are thinking alike here because think about it. Most people who make those bucket list trips to go to the old course and whatnot, I mean, they save for years or they find some sweet type of package or they just up and go, but you're going for maybe 10 to 14 days mm-hmm. to play some famous courses. Yet there are so many courses out there that you just will never touch. And if you can just have that opportunity to just have like a month, month and a half <laughs> to yourself, I'm going out there. I think it would change lives. I, I, think, I think it really would too. And then you get a nice, you get to experience another culture. That's the best part about travel that people, I think maybe under undervalue 
as a travel, everyone's like, oh, I want to go to this destination. I want to go to this destination because, because it's like, what doesn't get talked about enough is the cultural diversity in which you get to experience. You get to eat their food. You get mm-hmm. to experience their people. You get to experience just kind of the way they live their life, which is always, especially in foreign countries, so different than what we have here in America. And, and that's, I mean, that, that's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast. But I just, I had to shoot that hypothetical out. And I want to know what our listeners think too. Guys, whether it's at Enjoy the Walk Pod on Instagram or Twitter, let us know. If you had the same break like we just had for the shutdown with COVID, and you had $1,200, where's your ultimate golf trip? Or are you even taking a golf trip? Or are you taking the $1,200 and buying new golf clubs and just grinding it out at home? You know, what, what are you doing with the $1,200? We want to know. Add Enjoy the Walk Pod. Hit us up. Let us know. We'll feature some of these answers on the next podcast. I'm in. Awesome. Well, guys, you know, that's enough hypotheticals. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, the biggest talk of this week, which I think Dante and I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth of if we even wanted to bring this man's name up again. I'm going to start calling him B-dubs because I'm sick of hearing the B-R-Y-S-O-N. I'm not going to say it this entire podcast. I refuse because I'm so sick of hearing the man's name. But B-dubs, got to give him credit. He won this week, and he won in pretty convincing fashion down the stretch. But I want to I talk about something that you and I had a little debate on as well as Isaiah his kind of backlash at the media this week, in particular the camera on, I believe it was 15 or 16 coming down the stretch. It was kind of in his face. Um, He kind of berated those guys. And I understand that maybe he's been under more scrutiny or more camera than anyone else in the game. But you and I kind of did agree on one thing. You can't, you, you can't act that way at a camera at a cameraman whether they're in your face or not you got to understand you're inside the ropes that those cameras are always going to be there yeah and i mean and if you want to go on this i mean you're you're a professional and you even like you said like he said he goes we're out here to perform we're out here to entertain you're also entertainment i mean and and i hate a lot of this thing part is he's trying to grow a brand quote unquote he's trying to grow his brand like we all know his brand. I'm not saying the word. Either. I'm not saying the B word either. B, B I'm not doing it. Yep. Anyway, I like it. No B words, guys. No, no B, B words. words. He's trying to grow a brand. You have, and if you want to have an authentic brand, you have to show all sides of who you are as a person. Trying to hide that you have an anger issue that a lot of people are pointing fingers at him. You have to own up to that. That's part of who you are. And that's going to be part of your brand. I'll own it. I'll own up it right here. I have an anger issue in the course. I make myself look like a complete asshole on the, some <laughs> on the course sometimes. And you know what, when I go back and think about it, it's silly, but at the same time, I'll own up to it. I have done it, but dude, thrown clubs, broken clubs, you know, acted like a, a, a ch- child tantrum thrown on the course. It's, it's been done. It's a frustrating game. It's frustrating, and I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. But at the same time, you know, that's that's a side of me that, I mean, I, I don't want to experience too often. But when you have that side, you got to show all sides. Don't hide, don't hide in trying to promote this one brand that you are. But in reality, there's a part of you that isn't. Right. And, and I will say, like, at some points throughout – 
the round you were watching him. I mean, he was playing with Troy Merritt and I mean, it, it was such a big flex. You had to almost just respect it. He let Troy Merritt hit first, even though it was not his honor because B dub was <laughs> waiting for the green to clear. The hole was 399 yards to the front edge of the green. Now he just missed it. It was close though. And I'll, and I'll give it to him, but this whole idea and this whole BS of the PGA tour and whatever, you know, governing body that governs how we cover the game as far as media. I mean, the New York post wrote up an article that says B dubs because I refuse to say his name is breaking golf saying the PGA tour can't keep up with him that his three shot win at the rocket mortgage was basically the most dominant performance in all of golf. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out here right now. That's, you want to start talking comical. about, you want to start talking about dominant performances. B dub doesn't even begin to get in the conversation of most dominant performances in golf. He hasn't finished top 15 in a major. Don't start this conversation of the rocket mortgage classic is all of a sudden one of the most coveted events in all of PGA that B dub is all of a sudden the most dominant player in golf. Yes. He hits the ball far, but I'm telling you right now, like you mentioned earlier before we got on this podcast, Dante, that he won one time since we came out of COVID. He didn't win every event. He won one time. Yes. One time. And that's not mm, dominant. It's so frustrating. People so could annoying. even call it, that fluky. It's, it's so annoying because it, it may not even be majority of him. I think it's just the way golf media is pushing now. I mean, they're all over him because he's the, he's the spotlight right now. He's at every single tournament. He is there. I mean, and they're just, they just flock to him. They're like, oh, we got a story. We got a story because, I mean, you have no fans. I mean, it's just cameras and then it's, and it's the PGA tour players. I mean, you just have, that's it. There really isn't much for them to cover. So they try and find like these crazy stories because out of all these top professional golfers, mm-hmm. you're only getting, it's just like the restaurants. You're only having about 25% capacity. You don't need, you're not even having all of these tour players out on there because there are probably a lot of tour players that are stepping back and saying, you know what? I'm not comfortable right now. I know a lot of people are taking extra precaution and they're trying to do the right thing. And you know, all these like COVID guidelines, but there are still people they say, you know what? I'm not going to risk any chance. I'm just going to sit back and wait until this stuff clears and then I'll get back on the course. Mm-hmm. So you're getting some top guys that aren't even playing all the time. hundred percent. I mean, you got Tiger Woods who hasn't shown, they keep saying he's going to show up to the next tournament. He hasn't shown up yet. Think he'll make it to the Memorial. I bet you he won't play in that. You know, we're going to, you know where we're going to see Tiger at? We're going to see Tiger in the fall masters. That's where That's we're going to see Tiger. That's it. And all so you're long. getting, you're getting 25% of your PGA tour players so i mean if you want to talk i mean there's so much other statistics that can go into this if you want to talk whether he's actually you know really making a stride as to some all-time great player i'm like dude okay you can hit the ball 350 here here's the way i was trying to i think say it before it was off of a brandel chambly tweet which is just absolutely spot on uh it he says, is it possible for someone to change the game who has never finished better than 
15th in a major, never better than 20th in the players, and never won a Ryder Cup or President's Cup point. What does he doesn't even say the B word, which I love about this tweet. He <laughs> says, What does BDC do in the biggest events? He flops. Where one needs to be both the hammer and the scalpel, he has never delivered. I mean, I understand that all this media wants to pick it up and because they're big, big boy, 40 pound, heavier just finally won. It just, it goes to show like, all right, he won the rocket mortgage. Great. He came clutch down the stretch. He did that before, before he was beefed up. He came down the stretch and, and played well in some good tournaments, but never big tournaments. Now, don't get me wrong. The PGA Tour is a PGA Tour and these guys are balling out out there he beat a very good and hot on the sunday matthew wolf i'm not gonna i thought he was i saw that i saw the standings going in saturday night i said wolf's gonna get this he's gonna come in and win this thing i was i think it was what three shots Uh ahead of uh the two guy i thought he was gonna win it i was like matt wolf's about to come out what's he 23 years old i was like two wins under under 25 oh yeah absolutely I mean, you want to you want to join that dominant discussion. You you better if if B Dub is in that discussion as dominant, you better put Matthew Wolf on there too, for the same amount, if not more, winning power right out of the gate than anyone else that has come on tour since. Dare I say, Tiger Woods? <laughs> that's a that's another another question, and no need for debate on that one. I mean. It's but, just uh I mean Matt Wolf hits it like 320 all the time. Like on average. It, I was like, okay, all right, you're hitting it what, 330 to 350? We've we've had this discussion on the on here plenty even. of times. And and it's it, it goes to show, yes, he's hitting it long, but there's a plethora of guys that are hitting it very, very long as well. Um and you know, honestly, it's just I'm sick of the discussion that oh, he's changing the game forever because he's not. Show me someone, and, and I honestly don't think, yeah, he's hitting it straight now, and he's found a way to do it consistently for a couple mat tournaments in a row. But if you look at the way he's swinging, that's not sustainable. Dude, he's going to throw it out his knee. He's going to do so- – something's going to hurt. I mean, you look at how, I mean, how, hard Tiger, how hard Tiger originally swung in, like, his early days, and look at all the back knee issues he had, like, five years down the road. I'm telling you right now, Bryson's swinging – absolutely every ounce of power he has right now it ain't sustainable it's not happening for a very long uh, every time he swings and his finish i mean his heel drives into the ground and twists it looks like his like his lead foot his left foot mm-hmm. when you see him like coming through am- impact and he in his follow through his it looks like his left heel drives into the ground and then he just turns his foot and then he opens up. I mean, that's got ACL written all over it. It's and it's I got, mean, it's listen, got something tearing written all over. I, it. I don't know what what it's going to be first, you know, but it's got. You don't want to see. You don't want to see that happen to any athlete out there. That's like one of the worst industry in, uh, injuries to ever get. Mm-hmm. And I wish that on nobody because I've I've I talked to my cousin who's torn his twice, and mm-hmm. one was you know he's at. 22 or 25 years old or whatever tears it dude you do not want to have to go through that type of recovery especially if you're not even in a if you're just a working man at the end of the day i mean it's terrible 
You don't yeah, like you said, that, you don't dude, wish I, it on I, anybody, but man, it's just, it's simple observations. And that's, you know, God. you and I that just see what's, what's happening and it, it's gotta hurt sooner or later. Yeah. That, that doesn't look good, especially when you're trying to hit the ball 200 miles an hour off every single tee shot you pull driver and you're playing. I, I he's played what every tournament since the start of the PGA yes. yep. coming back. So Dude, and that's and he's and he's contended. He's been up there. I'll give it to so him. He's, Top tens in just about yeah. every event. Yep. So he's been playing four days, and he's been playing four full rounds each week. And you know, and he's traveling, and he's probably on the range because you know him. He's very precise and uh-huh. meticulous about his his game. He's got to make sure it's perfect so he's probably on the range grinding it out so he's probably hitting even more shots trying to destroy his driver well you know it's funny i heard a i heard a really interesting fact uh from from some inside sources that are very close to via um his sick putter that are very close to bryson on his sick putter endorsements and the sick putters that he uses um that says basically when is uh is off the golf course he doesn't practice like he doesn't he doesn't play a golf course unless he's at a pga tour event other than that all he does is actually grind and practice like practice putting practice chipping practice on the range he doesn't go out and actually play so it's going to be interesting like can he can he play this much and practice and grind this much at every pga tour stop and just do nothing in between i mean it might be something to be said about so maybe just showing up and and putting 110% in while you're at the event and then going home and just relaxing. Maybe it's something, you know, it's going to change the way guys actually approach professional golf. I don't know. If there's, if there's going to be a change to the game of golf, I think it's going to be the way he actually approaches the game and prepares, not the way he actually plays the on-the-course game. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. Too. So the Memorial's next week, right? Yes, sir. So he's definitely playing in that. Absolutely. So you just came off of a win. So you played thir- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And like you said, he didn't touch he doesn't touch the course. Mm-hmm. He doesn't touch the course until he steps on the first tee Thursday, right? Right. So well, maybe a practice round like Wednesday. Okay. So you maybe know, or Wednesday. Maybe nine holes. Let's say nine holes. So now you got Four and a half rounds there. And you know him. He's probably hitting hundreds of balls. Has Mon- to. Has Monday, has Tuesday. To. Let's say Monday's a travel day. All right, so now you're traveling. So then you get there. Either, depending on where it's at and what time you get in Monday, you either relax. But him, he's probably going to the range and grinding. Oh, 100%. Tuesday, he doesn't Friday have grind. an off. He doesn't have an off switch when he's at when he's at an no. event. Oh, he goes he goes hard, no doubt about it, and he puts every ounce of one hundred and ten percent, like you said, he goes into it. So he's putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Props to you there, but dude, how long is that going to last? I mean, you're not even basically taking a rest day. I mean, if you want to call your travel day a rest day, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think the only, only, only way he, he starts driving the discussion of truly changing the game forever 
is if he goes on a tear. If he wins, you know, five, six tournaments the rest of the year and a major, let's not forget, we just said, no better finish than top 15 at any major championship. You're not changing the game unless you contend in majors. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Tiger Woods proved that in the 90s. I'm just, I'm just so, sick of the rest of the golf social world trying to – they're just so one-dimensional that they think he's proofing the game <laughs> because he's hitting it 320-plus mm-hmm. yards. I mean, I got, into, I got into it with a friend a little bit, you know, debating. And I – he goes, is, is, he, is he proofing the game? I said no. Said he had one win, one win since COVID started. Yeah, he I is mean, a he's a he's a strong believer of his swing and like kind of the one dimensional swing, which I can agree with them on that. We can go down that a different time. But he then that he then said, well, yeah, if he dials in his wedges and putter, he'll be <laughs> he'll be deadly. And I said, all right, well, you just you just proved every you just proved my point right there. I was like, it all comes down to your scoring clubs, your wedges absolutely. and putters get it done i'm sick of these one-dimensional golf critics saying that distance is an issue and distance is a problem all right cool he's getting more wedges in his hand but he's still got to be able to control them i mean look at all those other tournaments where he was struggling with his wedges yeah i mean we watched him we watched him we watched him on saturday miss a three-footer and take four minutes over that three-footer just to miss it I'm telling you, the kid's a head case. When he's on, he's on, and he's probably one of the top you know, 15 or 20 players in, in the world. When he's off, I think there's 40, 50 guys every week that can beat him. Yep. There. I said it. But anyway, we'll move on because I'm sick of talking about B-Dub. Um, some bummer news, I think, but maybe good for Jordan Spieth. Like we said, he doesn't like crowds. Um, no fans at the Memorial this week, which I think you said it before we hopped on, a no-brainer at this point. Spikes no all over the place. No brainer. The PGA tour has been doing a phenomenal job. I think of kind of keeping their bubble. They've had, you know, maybe less than a handful of positives. Um, and it seems to be isolated events where the guys have isolated themselves. The caddies, a couple of them, Nick Watney was another player that uh, tested positive, but you know, Cameron champ, Cameron positive, then became negative and they brought him back. False positives, maybe positives. Who knows? Um, and it's good to see, I think, the PGA tour airing on the side of caution because let's be honest, they are the only live sports back right now. And I think they're doing a great job of bringing fans into the game via TV that have never watched golf before because golf's the only thing on right now. So I think let's, let's let good be good enough for right now and not try and press it and, and just enjoy golf while we have it back. Because I think the minute they try and force fans back into anything, is all of a sudden we don't have any golf instead of just golf on TV. Yeah, we said it before too. Just stop playing cat and mouse with the idea of bringing back fans. Just shut it down. Just shut it down until 2021, and then we'll regroup from there, and then we'll bring fans back. Just, I mean, people are still being able to view it. And actually, there's a majority of people that really, I guess you can say the, not the golf old heads, the golf purists, they like the, they like the, no fans because you don't hear the annoying Bubba Booies, get it in the hole, all mashed potatoes, all those, you all know. All the unfortunate stuff, exactly. Yeah. So, Grant, I know I know everybody's struggling. Take the hit. Everybody's mm-hmm. struggling financially. You're not 
I mean, your ticket sales bring merchandise sales, your merchandise sales bring beer sales, food sales, all that. I get it. It Money's flowing in and out. It's not there. But a lot of people love to watch live sports. Mm-hmm. There's something out there that we can promote, produce, is live golf, and they're doing it well. Let's keep it that way. Let's, like you said, let's just, let's not, Let's not kind of like push the boundaries here. Let's let's keep it as it is. Keep it going. Forget fans. I know. I know it sucks that you want to go to like certain <laughs> tournaments. Uh huh. But dude, I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying watching golf. I mean, it's again, it's no different. I mean, how many how many tournaments do you go to a year? Dude, Actual golf about, tournaments. I was say, we talked about this uh... in our area. There there aren't many. It's it's just weird because like, like you just said, how I I think last year was the most I ever went to golf tournaments, and I went to two live golf events, and they they were both majors. So, that was like a treat. It was like a vacation. You know, it was like my family went. We we like planned like our like entire like vacation around like going to these tournaments. So I think for a lot of people, it, it's that one off event that you're only gonna see it live once anyway. And I'll be honest. When you're there, it's cool to see the guys in person, but like watching golf on TV is 10 times better than watching it live personally, unless you, unless you have like a good venue where you can see a couple holes at once or something like that. Like I, I almost feel bummed that I'm missing some of the action out there rather than just watching it all in golf. But then the golf broadcast, they butcher it. And then I'm like, well, I should have went and watched it live. So it's like a constant catch 22. Yeah. If they get it right. The broadcasting aspect. I mean, okay, so you show ten shots before a commercial. Let's not make it nine putts and then one <laughs> one shot into the yeah. green where you totally forget to put the shot tracer on. I think a lot of people want to. That's another thing. If you're if you're a golf viewer, right, and you're watching it on TV, like, what do you want to see? I mean, me oh, personally, me personally, I want to see. Sh- I want to see most of the shots. I want to see are the shots. Their second shot in. Mm-hmm. And I want to see a tracer to it. Like, those are the shots I really want to see. Off the tee, okay, that's cool. Um, we all know they can bomb the living crap out of it. So right. we get that. I want to see the shots into the green. I want to see actually, you know, how are they playing? Are they playing it straight? Are they playing a, a cut, draw? Like, what are what are they playing? Because some people shape sh- certain shots. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, all right, say if they're in the, like, left fairway. And pins back top left, but they have all this green to play with on the right side. Are they just throwing a dart at the middle of the green and just going to two putt their way in? Or are they going to sling, <laughs> sling a hook in there, hit the, hit the middle of the green on the far, furthest like right edge and just let that thing catch the green and just, you know, whip it left and then for a right-handed golfer and then funnel its way to the hole. Like I want to see that. Right. So like, you could experience a lot from sitting on your couch with a beer in your hand watching golf than it is oh, absolutely. watching like any other sport that everybody's seen the same game. Yeah. It's just, it's, um, it's always like, I'm always like, you know, kind of having that like angel and devil conversation. It's like, do I want to be at the event or like, do I want to just, you know, watch it on TV and um, you know, unfortunately I think for the, the rest of 2020, it'll be all of us watching from our TVs um, but I tell you what, the countdown is on. Um, I'm just, I cannot wait for Augusta in the fall. 
I'm so psyched for a November Masters. It's not even funny. Yeah, that's going to be really... Because it's hands down always, every year, year in, year out, the best viewing experience of any golf coverage ever. No live, doubt. live coverage, you know, kind of just pure Masters coverage, controlled by the Masters. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm then, pumped for, I'm, I'm kind of already looking past all the rest of the regular P, PGA Tour events and just been like, eh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch when the Masters comes on. I mean, I mean, that's a great time to look for. You got the Masters to come in to finish the end of the year, get, get, get out of 2020, bring in 2021, and forget the rest of this nonsense that we just walked through. So let's go. Let's bring the Masters. Come on. Let's get there. I can't yep. wait. I can't ready. wait either. But I tell you what, something uh, in between now and then, uh, we, got some, we got some member guests. We got some Barstool Classics. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what our future looks like, man. I have the uh, Ocean City member guests coming up this uh, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, I'm looking at a little bit of redemption this year. Yeah. What do I got? Wait, redemption? What happened last year? Oh, yeah. Didn't we, uh, didn't we cover that last year or last week? My re- my redemption is coming because we got screwed on a match of cards from winning our flight last year and going to the championship round on a match Yo, of cards that's technicality. That's so stupid. Match of cards? Come on. Get yourself on the first hole and play a playoff to get that's in. That's what I'm saying. We got gypped. Especially when it comes to, like, when it comes any other member event besides the club championship or I think some serious, like, big member guests. I mean, you're bringing – listen, if I'm running a golf course, right, and I'm working at a golf course and I'm running a tournament, right, say I'm director of golf team or whatever, and I decide I'm going to host a member guest for my club. And the opportunity of the member guest is for the member to bring a guest, to showcase mm-hmm. their course, their club. Yep. You know, now you're – I mean, it's almost it's almost free marketing on the golf on the golf courses and on, oh, the, on the business, business side is, I mean, you get 50 guys in there to bring a guest. That's 50 people that you just market <laughs> your course off to. Right. So, and then you, you show them a good time. And if they're in the area, you show them a good time. They're competing. What would it's make worth it, it? It's worth every better second. For, of it. If you got to, all right, if you got to get two, uh, one team into the championship, what's better? Let's sit around and have a match of cars and tell that person they're in. No, I'm sending those two teams to the first tee and I'm getting everybody to, I'm getting the pressure on getting everybody to go down and watch it. Well, that's what I'm saying. And when at at that point late in a member guest day, when the drinks are flowing, guys are already ready to party. What's better than a one V one or obviously partners two V two play till you die kind of match to get into the championship. Who doesn't want to watch that? I was deprived of that last year, and you best believe I'm going into Ocean City Country Club with a chip on my shoulder, and I'll be damned if that happens again. I'm either, I'm either winning by seven or putting 25 balls, 10 cup style, into the pond until I win again. You know, it's just going gonna, gonna to be a hit or miss. There's, there's going to be one or two ways it goes down. I'm going to play really well. We're going to obliterate all of our matches, or I'm going to be like eight orange crushes deep by like, match number two because we're just getting annihilated that's the only two options sounds like a member guest sounds like a beautiful member guest yeah. and i'm excited for it yeah but, i uh, got 
you you got into the you got into the Glenmara member guest a little wait list uh, wait list we, late edition. I'm excited. I uh, our our good buddy um, and your fellow teammate and my fellow classmate Paul Paulie Kenya. Um, three Pete. I got to shout him out for that. He's a three time MVP at Marywood. So yeah. shout out to you, Paul, if you're listening. He's gonna he's gonna hate that I said that, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so he belongs now to Glenmore National up in Music, um, Pennsylvania, just r- literally right outside of Scranton. So, course is gorgeous. I mean, it's in it's in the mountains on Montage Mountain. Half the course is on on the mountain. The others in the valley. Gorgeous views. Mm-hmm. I did it. I did it about six years, five five years, four or five years ago. I played with his brother when they were members there before. Member guest, dude. I can't wait. Three day member guest Friday. If, so this year, I guess the format is t- it's just two man better ball stroke play. Mm-hmm. Before it was two man better ball uh, flighted match play, and then Sunday, if you win your flight, you go into like the championship. So I don't really know how they're doing it, but yeah. So with COVID, they were still able to have it, and. It was funny because everybody signed up and we signed up. Now, I guess with his membership, he doesn't have first priority. He has to wait. So he got waitlisted. Then they realized, well, golf's pretty much like one of the only like, things you can really do. You're, no one's really going on vacations or traveling anywhere. So they just have all these members signing up. So they decided, they said, hell with it. We're going to extend it. So they extended the field. And since we were like first, second, and third in line on the wait list, we got in. So I can't wait. I mean, it's Friday night. Well, Friday, you got, you got a round. And then this, this all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. And this huge tent, I mean, like king crab legs to prime rib to, I don't know, you name it, they have it. Mm-hmm. And then usually you get like breakfast and lunch the next two days. And then, you know, you play your round Saturday and then you play your round Sunday. And then I think that's where, I don't know how they're doing it again this year, but then you're going to into like the championship round. And I think that's where it's each person from each flight goes into it. And that's when like handicap really comes into play. Oh, absolutely. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to get back out to Glenmore. I played it during, you know, we skipped class a lot <laughs> to, to go play and it, dude, that course is gorgeous. I, I'm, it's, I can't uh, wait. And it's, 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 it's quite exciting. Week. It's quite exciting because I've got the Ocean City, you've got Glenmora, and then that rolls us right into the Barstool Classic Qualifier, where we will be repping the new Tyler's Golf Bags. Oh, uh, can't wait. The, the two of three that we're getting done. So, guys, you know, we've, we've kind of led up to this and, and told you guys about it from the start, but we have one bag to auction off, one Tyler's Golf Bag. Enjoy the walk. Sunday carry special. We will be auctioning it off. So stay tuned on our Instagram at enjoy the walk pod. Check that out. We will be making announcements when we get those in. We'll do as always we do with new products. We'll do a full review and uh, we'll get that out to you guys. So uh, just so excited, man. For those who follow us already, you've seen the teasers. You've seen the video Tyler's golf bag put out. You've seen kind of our reactions to the, the pictures we've seen of it. Um, I can't wait to have this thing in, my, in our hands. 
I, and I remember when we were going back and forth that day when we finally finalized it. <laughs> I mean, we were going back for hours on hours. T- Tyler probably wanted to just pull his hair out of his head with all the, nah, well, here's, okay. And it was funny because we got, we finally got to like a color base and then we finally kind of came up with like a design in our heads. But then once like one thing, he kind of, he's like, all right, I, I think I know what you guys are talking about here. This is what it looked like. And it was like one thing on there that we just didn't like. We're like, let's try this. Let's try this. And when that thing came out, we just texted each other and just said, that's it. And then we said, you know, it's crazy because we did, we went through and, and Tyler's golf bags could probably like pull his hair out with the the amount of iterations we went through. We went through I would say close to a hundred different design styles. We went through every logo in the books before we finalized on like our just kind of OG logo, which was hilarious that we went through every other logo before we went back to that one. Um, But yeah, I'm super stoked. uh, Super excited to have those in hand. I've heard nothing but good things about Tyler and his bags. So yeah, man, we're going to have them at Atlantic city for the Barstool classic. I'm pumped. The only thing is like, my member guess is that Friday, Saturday, Sunday before. And then that Monday, I come home Sunday night. Monday is the Barstow Classic. So hopefully I play extremely well and I can carry that into Monday and I'm not dead. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're dead on Monday, I'm going to ask you to you know, take the front nine off. I'll go play the front nine by myself and then expect you to kick it into high gear on the, on the back nine after you had a little rest. You know, Take a nap if you need to. Get all fueled up. Stay hydrated and, uh, and, and bring it home on the back nine for us. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get it done. Now, I, I do want to talk about uh, a slight predicament you and I had discussed before we got on the podcast um, of our handicaps in this Barstool Classic, um, you know, of which of both seem to be going in the wrong direction uh, to help us out. And uh, I'm, I'm in the plus for the first time in, in God knows how long. I think it's the first time in my life I've held a plus handicap for more than like, you know, a week. Um, so that's not helping us at all. And then you're headed upwards, which actually might help. Uh, you know, we, we get 50% of the handicaps. So um, if I have to give strokes back, I don't know how they're running plus handicaps, but if I have to give strokes back to the field, I'm going to be an angry dude. I think they're going to just probably not make that too complicated. I'm hoping they just, put me at a zero. They're probably just going to put you at a zero. We can only hope. Yeah. I mean, I have, I was looking at my card and I have a 73 falling off soon. Actually, no, not soon. The next score I post that 73 is falling off. So it's going to go up if I don't shoot 73 or better. I'm not telling you to sandbag at this point in time, but if you were to not shoot anything better than the 73, I wouldn't, be mad at you well it's going to be tough to do because i'm playing a course i've never played at on saturday with my buddy big john in a better glove and the glover park tour boys with the glover with the glover park tour boys but i also kind of want to redeem myself after the piss poor play i had the first time i went out with them so it's kind of we'll see 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is going to be funny too, because I'm five, six. My partner, John is six, nine. So talk about a true big little, uh, combination here. So it's, Boy, you gotta love that. It's, it's going to be fun. He's pumped. Um, and shout out to the, shout out to them, man. They, they do put on a, on a good show with a good tournament and all that. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, they were, I was actually talking to Steve through the, um, through their Instagram account. And he said, if we can hold up and get some, uh, do pretty well and get some points on the board, we, we have a good chance at qualifying for their Beth page tournament. There so you go. There I told, you go. I, I put some pressure on my, I put my, put some uh, pressure on my buddy, big John. So hopefully he can, uh, he can, uh, you know, come out and get that W. So he's doing, he's been hey, playing a lot. Nice. He finally, he finally joined the course. Thank God. Cause the kid was a pretty good stud at a player in high school, but then he just stopped playing. And it's so funny. Cause obviously the guy has speed cause he's super tall. He's got a solid swing, he pounds the ball off the tee, but as the closer he gets to the hole, to the hole, the worse his game gets. <laughs> Well, uh, please, for the love of God, document your day. I want to see the dichotomy between you two. That seems like it's going to be absolutely priceless. Uh, and, and I'm excited to see you guys out with the Glover Park Tour again. You know, that was, yeah. uh, it looked like an awesome experience the first time around. And uh, just awesome dudes, guys who love the game. So, uh, you know, I think we can always get behind uh, guys that are like that within the industry. Absolutely, dude. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be probably a slow week during the – in a week week because i'm gonna be pumped to get out there play yeah. uh it's, play it's funny man it's so weird like just being back to work and you know maybe this is like playing the world's smallest violin but it's like i was like thinking halfway through today i was like dude i can't just like get up tomorrow morning and go play golf like i cried a little when i thought about yeah, that i know like, that dude my first my first week was last week and that was the same thing i i just had this this I was just so gloomy because I couldn't just sleep in till eight, get up, go play at noon and come back, eat some dinner and repeat. But I did have a good conversation with, with Steve is it's like, and like I said before it, as much as I hate to say it, there is a point in, in my game, there is too much golf. I mean, I was playing, I mean, you name it, 1836 a day walking <laughs> just in the heat and my game, you know, you start playing every day and then you start having good rounds. Listen, the more you play, the more you're going to have good rounds. And on top of that, the more you're going to have bad rounds. So it's going to get into your head. So now I'm sitting here like, all right, well, what's going on now? I'm thinking like, what's, what's like the perfect amount? Like for us as true avid golfers, like Mm -hmm. what's like, what's the perfect, amount of golf during the week and i was thinking now that i can do it since like i get out around like 4 4 30 and i'm only 10 minutes from my course i think two solid days during the week maybe you know a good hour hour and a half range session and work on some fundamentals and then maybe and then nine holes afterwards and then two 18 rounds on the weekend with it's, with the gang dude it's I think funny that's the man perfect amount it's funny because no matter how many, like, you can grind and grind and grind. Even these guys on tour, some of, like, the hardest grinders, like, in between tour events, know when to take some time off, you know? And it's like, we talked about it before, when you were going day in and day out, it's like, 
dude, six, seven, eight days in a row. The body doesn't like that no matter how much you do it. So yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited to see you over the next couple of weeks. Cause this is going to be the test. I think of what we're talking about the next couple of weeks. I'm going to have the Monday through Friday, maybe even Saturdays of work. So I might get one or two days a weekend, maybe a quick nine, you know, before the sun goes down. So it's going to be interesting to see how the game flips a little bit because I've been playing so much the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks and, and a month. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited I to think, see how it works. I think it might benefit us in the, in, in the, in the long run when the tournaments come, because you know, when you, you take things for granted, Mm-hmm. You know, we had it every day. Now we maybe get it maybe once or is, twice a week. So we're going to be so fired up. Here's, to go the out spin, and play. here's the spin zone I'm excited for. I think the body's going to be fresher. We're going to oh. be, the muscles are going to respond more. Because, dude, at the, I'll, give you, I'll give you a perfect example. This past Saturday, July 4th, I played in the morning after not really getting much sleep the night before. And then playing two days prior to that in a row where it was like 98 and 100 degrees almost. So I couldn't drink enough water to stay hydrated. I was drinking so much water and just like still felt dehydrated. So like the third day in a row after that, I shot quite possibly the ugliest 75 of my life. It was a scrambling 75 and missed almost every fairway. Couldn't get a ball to go straight to save my life. And because I, I, like, I looked back at the round and I missed everything to the right. And you know why I missed everything to right? I couldn't Tight. get my hips to turn through because I yep. was so tired. Yeah. I was so tired that I couldn't do it. So like, I'm kind of looking at this, you know, yes, I'm working every day and not playing as much, but I'm also looking at the fact of like, dude, my body might respond really well after giving it like an eight day, eight day, five day rest somewhere in, the, somewhere in that realm. So, dude, I mean, I should still do it, but I was coming, I was going to the course, I was playing 18 I'd come home, I'd get out of my car, and I'd be, I'd be stiff. I'd go upstairs, and I'd foam roll. I'd foam roll mm-hmm. my back because my lats were so tight. <laughs> and then I'd get up the next morning, and then I'd, get, I'd foam roll again just before I go and play, just right. to kind of like loosen up. I mean, that was the routine. It was wake up, foam roll, golf, foam roll, repeat. And I, I think you're right. I think our bodies are going to finally say thank you for mm-hmm. giving me a, a breather. And I, like you said, when we go into these tournaments, we're going to have the most refreshed bodies, especially, I mean, dude, it's almost kind of a blessing in disguise the way the weather is here on the East Coast. I mean, we're looking at 99 degrees, 100% humidity, storms every night for like this, from like last week and almost this what the weather predictions for this week mm-hmm. and oh it's like i don't my dad my dad played my dad played this morning and he said and he likes to walk too he said he goes dude i had i had to stop he was i got i had to stop and hop in a car after 14 hole because it was so hot it's so. crazy man it's um it's something that's you know i think always especially in like amateur golf or like weekender golf you don't think about how much like perspiration you're losing out there and how much you're like actually using your body to the point where you're exhausted at the end of it. And then to do it time and time again. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for the couple of weeks ahead. I think we're, I think we're in for some really good golf. Uh, I hope you win your member guests. I hope I win the member guest I'm a part of. Uh, and if, if push comes to shove, I hope good drinks are being poured and you enjoy the experience because that's what a member guest is all about. 
dude, that's that's really what it is about. And you know, I'm going to see going to see Paul, not a good friend of good great friend of ours, uh, teammate of yours. Him and I literally took the same. I mean, we got the same degree, same classes together. So like, I mean, it, it, the chance to go see like one of your good buds again for like a couple of days. That's that's the icing on the cake right yeah there. i mean same same with uh my buddy colin down in the yeah. city i'm staying at his place you know while i'm down there so it's just like a hop skip and a jump from the course yep. uh it'll be there and back there and back every day um and there's just something to be said about staying at the golf course all day and then you know knowing that you're getting there first thing in the morning and doing it all over again with a bunch of like-minded dudes who are there to just kind of party because that's what a member guest is it's a party it's a but, party to, to compete too and to play some damn good golf and to and and for usually at these member guests some really good cash prizes oh, so oh yeah and then That's... we and then at, to to put the icing on the cake after our own member guest experiences we get to play in the quote-unquote america's member guest the barstow classic qualifier how, how much better does it get than that I mean, that basically is like the kick off the, uh, the tip off there, whatever the hell you want. To, it's like the finalization of the summer. Absolutely. I mean, that has become, and I think now that we can call it a tradition now that it's two years in a row. Yeah. That's our summer tradition now. That's our summer tradition. Yeah. It's not a summer if there's no Barstool Classic. No. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to Truly. Shout out to everybody. Uh, you know, let us know where you're playing member guests because I know it's the time for member guests right now too. So, guys, go check it out, whether it's www.enjoythewalkpod.com, uh, at enjoythewalkpod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, interact with us. Let us know where you're playing the member guest, and uh, we'll be live from our own member guest experiences and uh, excited to just play some golf, you know, play, oh. play, play golf and have some time off from work now that we're all back. Hell, yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, that's it from us this week. And uh, next up on the show, we will have a, uh, a pretty familiar face. If you guys know us from down at the PGA show, uh, we mucked it up with the guys from Boston Scott, Stephen Hoffman. And uh, they have some exciting news of, of a big name on tour that I think you all will recognize um, that they just signed to a contract that will be putting Boston Scott inside the ropes week in and week out of the PGA tour. So we'll have them next on the show on Thursday, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in on Thursday. We'll see you then. One shot at a time.